Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Wilhelm and another Wilhelm Spotlight. I am your host, Ben Beck, and as I promised when I released my last Spotlight episode, the episode where I had the conversation <clears throat> with Rod, uh, with uh, Rob Weedoff, I'm bringing you another one. Uh, this is another continuation of another great gentleman who was on that panel with Rob and I in Philadelphia at Fan Expo, and it's Roger Clark. Again, if you're a fan of the Red Dead Redemption games, this time in particularly Red Dead Redemption 2, you know Roger as the voice and the voice uh, and the, uh, the motion capture artist of Arthur Morgan, the main character from the story. I'm so excited to bring you this conversation with Roger because as Rob, as was with Rob, Roger was incredibly nice, incredibly generous with his time. Uh, we got to talk a lot about, again, about again, about Red Dead Redemption 2, about him winning at the Video Game Awards, as well as the other awards that the game took on and won. And we talk about other voiceover projects and things like that. And with that in mind, one of the things we did not get to talk about during our conversation that I definitely want to bring up and encourage all of you wonderful listeners to check out to support Roger. Uh, he just released a audiobook. There's just been an audiobook released. Uh, it's a black, badge, a black badge novel called Cold as Hell in which Roger is the narrator. We didn't get to talk about this during the interview, uh, but of course I want to promote this for Roger. So it's available on audio, um, on audiobook uh, and on uh, you can get it on Audible. Uh, so uh, definitely go to audible.com and pick up the audiobook of Cold as Hell, a Black Badge novel. Uh, and just, especially if you're just a fan of Roger's voice, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. So I'm rambling on. This is a wonderful conversation that absolutely speaks for itself. Thank you so much to Roger again for spending the time and coming on and having this conversation with me. As always, I thank you so much for the support and the, the wonderful comments and, and feedback on the conversation with Rob from the other day, uh, from last episode. Hopefully you guys send those comments and that feedback for this episode with Roger as well. I will absolutely have Rob and Roger back onto the podcast in the future, as well as who knows, most likely some other members of the Red Dead cast. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to, to talking to them as well. So if you're on Instagram, follow Roger on Instagram at Rolling Raj, R-O-L-L-I-N-G-R-O-G. And, of course, for Wilhelm in this podcast, I want to encourage you to follow this podcast if you don't already as well, at Wilhelm Podcast on Instagram, at Wilhelm Podcast, or, or Facebook.com slash Wilhelm Podcast. And, of course, if you want to if you ever want to be a guest on some of our top five episodes or, you know, you, you just want to send in your feedback, you can absolutely do that through, through email. Uh, you can send that to the Wilhelm podcast at gmail.com. Again, I hope you guys enjoy this. Here is my conversation with Roger Clark. 
What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Spotlight Series here on Wilhelm. From the serious gamer to the casual gamer, uh, if you're a gamer at all, really, the, the high likelihood is that you, you know of my guest. Uh, he, he has the distinctive voice of Arthur Morgan from one of the most successful video games ever, Red Dead Redemption 2, as well as a number of other past and future projects. Please welcome my guest, Roger Clark. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah, I'm excited. <clears throat> I, you know, I just um, I just talked to, to Rob yeah. uh, right before this as well. And I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> about the fact that I spoke with Rob or that I spoke with him first. That you had to speak with him at all. <laughs> no, he was he was great. You know, he was coming to me live from his chicken coop. Too right. As was... it should be. Rob should always go first. He was first after all. I wouldn't be even be here for one for him. Yeah, if not for the yeah, I mean he did he did the original Red Dead and then returned for Red Dead Redemption 2 and, and working with you. And I want to say I, I started with Rob with this uh when I spoke with him, and I'm gonna say the same thing to you. Uh we met a couple weeks ago, if not, I think around a month ago at this point. Yeah at Fan Expo Philadelphia. Yeah. And when I moderated your panel, and I want to say of all the panels I moderated that weekend, and this is not like blowing smoke or anything like that, you and Rob, that was my favorite panel of the week. No yeah. way. And, oh, I'm and, honored. And it's more because, like, as a panel moderator, I love being on the main stage with the big stars and everything. But when you when you, when you you talk to, not saying that you're not a, a big star, but... No, no, it's cool. But you know, <laughs> there's like, a lot of Star Trek people that week. There's a lot there? of Star Trek people here yeah. that, that weekend. And I was, I mean, I, I, I get starstruck by those guys. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like being on stage with you two because of, you know, our panel was on Saturday. I met you guys on Friday when I came up to your table and I introduced myself. And then we spoke a little bit about it up to each other backstage before the panel. And then the panel happened. And you guys are just so personable and down to earth and gracious to your fans that like, I just, I, I, I couldn't help, but just love meeting we you guys. You. And we that you. you did. <laughs> you, you pulled the wool over my eyes well enough that I invited you on the podcast. Yeah. Where's where'd you get the idea of Wilhelm? Is that the Wilhelm scream? It is the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Ah, very good. So the, the backstory to this podcast is I actually have two different formats under one name. I have, um, these conversations with people from the entertainment industry, such as yourself and Rob, and I've had people from the office and stand-up comedians on. That actually was under a different podcast I used to call The Spotlight. And then I created Wilhelm, which is a kind of like a top five format where I invite somebody on, whether it's a friend or a fellow podcaster, and we'll, we'll come up with a topic like I just recently released in, in honor of Mother's Day. Me and a friend came on and we talked about our top five favorite TV moms. Oh, cool. And then I, I figured like, okay, this spotlight has had an audience for a number of years now. Wilhelm is brand new, is still building an audience, but they're both kind of TV and entertainment related. So I was like, I'm just going to combine the two and put them both under Wilhelm because I love that name. Yeah. And that's the birth of it now. So now these, these spotlight episodes are now like part of the spotlight series that I call them of Wilhelm. Nice one. Oh, but yeah. that's awesome. I'll have to check the rest, some other ones out. Thanks. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. And yeah, I mean, and yeah, you're right. I want to see I, Rob's chicken coop too. He's got, <laughs> we were talking say, before we pressed record all the art he's got. 
I'm, I have a bit, but he, nothing compared to him. It's, it's the entire, and it's not just what you see on camera either. Oh, it's which everywhere, is, which is nice. It's the entire, the entirety of his chicken coop. I love that it's coop. just a chicken coop. Yeah, that's the only place where he's allowed to put it up. <laughs> <laughs> his wife probably doesn't let him put it up in the house. Which is all right. Which is all my right. wife strongly encourages me to keep it just to my office as well. So, <laughs> see, I I live by myself, so I'm able to put it literally wherever I want, which is nice. One. The beauty of it. Yeah. Um. You know, one of the things that you mentioned before we started recording was, you know, we started talking about our convention experience and how you remember going to a convention in the early '90s in New Jersey. Yeah. You, you grew up in Ireland. You can hear the Irish brogue in your voice. But I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know. Yeah, you are originally from New Jersey. Yeah, born there. Yeah, and to lived there till 12. Although we were back, we traveled to Ireland throughout my childhood. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I left America proper uh, just after seventh grade. And yeah, I mean, and you know, you, you studied theater in what was it? Wales? Wales. Yeah. Wow. Very well remembered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just outside Cardiff. Yeah. So, so you originally started in theater before anything else. I mean, is there still a love of theater that exists oh, for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Theater is where it's at. I think that's the best place for any actor to learn their craft too. You know, mm-hmm. I always say it's because there's no filter between in your audience and you learn in real time what does and doesn't work, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, and you live, I think what you you're currently in New York city. Uh, not anymore. No, we moved out to Connecticut shortly after red dead came out. Okay. Yeah, my wife's from here and there's better schools for the boys. So we're out in Connecticut now. Yeah, you're, you're still not you're not too far from New no, York, though. I about mean, two and, hours. Yeah. And when you lived there, did you get to go to a lot of shows while you were there? Or? Not as many as I would have liked. But yes, you know, yeah. Broadway's so expensive. But yeah, I did see a lot of shows and I was able to be in a lot of shows too. never quite got on Broadway, but a lot of off Broadway stuff, a lot of off Broadway stuff. A lot yeah, that of was Shakespeare. Uh, yeah. And that was going to be another. Oh, man, I could, I don't know why I didn't picture you in Shakespeare but you with Shakespeare would probably be fantastic. <laughs> sometimes. <yeah. laughs> I, I would like to think sometimes. Yeah. I love Shakespeare. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm actually, I, I'm, I, I'm trying to put myself out there a little bit more. I'm auditioning for voiceover roles. Cool. Uh, and I, I used to do stage in high school and a little bit in college. And I'm, I'm in my early forties now, but I kind of miss doing it. And I kind of want to see if I still have it. So there oh, is a- it's like, what something someone told me once is uh, an actor never rottens on the vine, so like a grape. Yeah, which I always like that expression. And I'm going to keep that. It. I'm going to keep that in mind too. Yeah, but like there's a there's a local theater. A horse. <laughs> <laughs> there's a local theater by me that just announced their 2022 2023 season. Oh, and I'm like, cool. you know what? I was like, I'm I'm at that point where I'm wondering, even if I go out there and audition and I don't get a role at least I can go out there and say that, that I did it, that I went out there and I auditioned and I, I got absolutely out there again. get your face out there. And Hey, you know, it's always actor way. You got, you know, what if I, if I didn't book it this time, well, now they know who I am. Now they've seen my face and something more suitable might come along in the future. And that happens all the time. So yeah. sometimes a no just brings you closer to the next. Yes. But w- but when you mentioned Shakespeare, that's what made me think of that because one of the shows they're doing that I want to audition for is actually Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, I never did that one. That's a good one. So and they're also doing Clue, the stage show, which oh, I very adore good. the movie. So <laughs> I figured, well, why the hell not? Um, 
but I'm yeah, but I'm glad you mentioned that you per, that you auditioned and you actually did a lot of theater when you were living in New York too, because that was one of the things I was going to bring up. And we were meant to do Macbeth, but and then COVID happened. I don't know if it's happening again. It might happen again, but I yeah, I always love theater. Theater, you can't you can't beat that direct connection with the audience. It's so organic. It's I love it. Do you have a lot of opportunities in Connecticut for theaters? Not as much as I did in New York, but I'm still you know within commutable distance, so. Mm-hmm. Once the kids get a little bit older, I'm sure I'll go back to it. Yeah. Um, let's dive into Red Dead 2 and and talk a little bit about that. So Red Dead 2 is is in production. How did that come about for you getting getting the role of Arthur Morgan? Well, my agent saw the breakdown and she knew that I was interested in performance capture because I had done it for video games before. And we also we spoke about it and she's like, oh, well, he's keen on that. We had no idea what game it was until about the second or third audition. Um, But yeah, it was a very long process. And I remember the first audition was in like December of 2012. And uh, I met, I didn't know it was for Rockstar Games then. Uh, It was just take two. And I didn't know what the game was for. All I knew is that uh, they asked me to wear cowboy boots and to provide a Western accent. (laughs) So. I, and it's funny because around the same time, I had just finished Red Dead Redemption a few months previously after a long hiatus from gaming. You know, when I graduated college, I stopped being a gamer for like a decade. I just didn't have the time. And then I got back into it for some odd reason. And I finished Red Dead. And then I auditioned to be the lead in Red Dead 2, like two months later, unbeknownst to me. <laughs> but I didn't think I got it at first. I was pretty sure I didn't, actually, because I went in and you you. You'd go in and this is an unusual audition because this was one of the few instances where you didn't get sent the pages in advance. You had to go in and read blind once you got there. And I could see the, why they would do that. Sometimes they want to see how quickly you can learn copy, you know, but anyways, I went in and did that and then walked out. And as you do, or as you're supposed to do, you forget about it as soon as you walk out and just move on to the next audition. And then like a month or two later, I was doing theater down in Florida. And they called again. They says, can you come back? And I was like, no, I'm in Florida. And they're like, oh, okay. So I figured that was it. I figured I missed the chance. But then like a couple of months later, they checked me again. And this, by this point, the show in Florida had finished and I was back in New York. So I was able to come in. And uh, that was when I started to think, this might be Red Dead. I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is Rockstar Games. Cause, and uh that was the beginning of, of, of the job kind of in a ways, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I went in a f- for uh, intermittently for a few days. <clears throat> and my first real day was August of 2013. And they offered me a contract uh, later that, that fall. That's amazing. Yeah. And it seems like the, the audition process was sort of similar to what Rob was telling me for the original Red Dead and that they he wasn't given any sides to the script. He wasn't given any script. He went it in wasn't there. specific to the script. No, I mean, the yeah. writers would give you something very similar in theme and to character, but it was not from the script at all. No, I think I remember Rob saying he was folding laundry. That's what, yeah, that's what he told me yesterday, too. <laughs> they made him fold laundry while he was reading, reading the yeah. dialogue or while he me- was giving the dialogue that he had memorized just earlier that day. Mad. Yeah. I remember I was in I was in a bar shooting the shit with the bar with the bartender who was excited that his daughter was coming to visit because he hadn't seen her in so long. 
and we were friends because I was a regular. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the conversation, I says, well, I'm real sorry, but someone's put a price on your head and, uh, well, I'm here to collect. So do you want to do this here or shall we go out back? (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) And so, I mean, so you were a fan of. Be, I mean, you answer, you kind of answered the question already in, in saying that you had just huge. finished playing the original Red Dead. Huge, huge fan. And enough, <laughs> and spoilers, but when John died at the end, I wasn't, that was the first time that had ever happened to me in gaming. And I thought I did something wrong. I was going back trying to go to a previous save and try to save him. I went down the wrong him. path. Yeah. But I, that game blew my mind. And it was one of the few games that my wife didn't mind watching because the beautiful scenery and the mm-hmm. horses and whatnot. It, it really blew my mind. I, I do. I, I, you know, I think Rockstar Games are one of the best studios out there, and they have been for a while now. And it, uh, it, I just there's, there's hardly every single thing they've come up with. I've enjoyed. I'm and in this. I'm in this, not really any other studios I could say that about. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, you go back Maybe to Naughty Dog. To, yeah, I mean, but you go back to games like Bully, which I believe was Rockstar and obviously the Grand Theft Auto games. Yeah, and Red Dead even the games. first one when you're looking down with the bird's eye view. I miss that game. I, I really <laughs> wish I could find a copy of that game to go back and play that because I, I miss know. that overhead view. With All the like old the games are starting to go now. It's so sad. Yeah. Uh, maybe PC, maybe, maybe on St- Steam. I don't know. <clears throat> I think I looked for it on Steam before and I couldn't find it, but I, it's got to be out there somewhere. Somebody has to have saved it, at least in some yeah. way. From, you got to keep the hard it. copies, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, when you started to get that inclination that it would, this might possibly Red Dead 2, like what was the reaction when you found out for sure? Like it was confirmed for you. This is Red Dead Redemption 2 you're going to be the lead in, well, in this I, game. I was amazed and a little, a little concerned at the same time because I, I, I knew this was going to be a fairly long contract. Uh, I knew that the guys who worked on five GTA five, which was the previous project for rockstar, they had all been on it three years. So I knew it was probably going to be something similar to that, which was a very long contract. And I was very grateful for the, who, I mean, job security for an actor is unheard of. And to know that I'm going to be working regularly for the next three years. Wow. That blew my mind. But then I was a little nervous too, you know, because I was a big fan of John Marston. And I knew that once I remember playing as Jack at the very end and no, I have nothing wrong with Jack Marston. He's great, but he's not John. And you mm-hmm. resent him for that. And I thought, well, people are, they're going to go, Arthur, who? <laughs> oh, I want to play John, man. And I realized that that was, might be a possibility. So I was, it, it, maybe I put a little bit of pressure on myself because I knew trying to recreate what Rob had done would probably not work because you can't out John Marston, John Marston. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, I got to probably just do my own thing here. But, you know, with, at the same time, taking a huge amount of influence from what Rob did with John, but uh, also having to come up with, you know, make Arthur his own, his own thing and not a, co- and not a copy, you know, mm-hmm. what was it? What was it like? I mean, obviously being a fan of the original game and Rob has a very distinctive voice. Like he is yeah. what you hear from him is John Marston. I mean, I there's, know there's nothing that changes. So 
when you first meet Rob, you know, on the set and preparing to do all the motion capture and everything and you, you know, you hear the voice and everything. What was your reaction to that? Well, I knew he was coming in and I was looking forward to it because I was a huge fan of his work and everyone was telling me how nice he was. And I remember thinking, oh, we'll see, you know, Mm because here I am. I'm the new guy, right? (laughs) And I don't know if I would have been as graceful in the same position as he ended up being. But he was a total gentleman and we hit it off like we've been best friends ever since. And his grace and his help and his experience, uh, Arthur wouldn't have been the same without it. And uh, the first day that we worked together was uh, was chronologically one of the first things that you do with John in game when you rescue him from the wolves. And uh yeah, the first day I'm lifting him up, up on my shoulder. And my gosh, it's a great way to get to meet someone. And he's not a small guy. He's about the same size as me. You know, he's over six foot, so mm-hmm. he's not light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love the friendship <clears throat> when you follow you two, because I follow you on Instagram. I follow Rob on Instagram. And I, I and then obviously meeting you at the show and feeling just just getting that feeling for how you interact together, whether it's on a panel or being next to each other on the floor of the con floor. I love the friendship that you two have seemed to have done. And a oh, good yeah. example of this in I and I talked to Rob about this earlier. I've known him nine years now. That's yeah. and that's a good amount of time to know anybody, especially nowadays when even friendships can kind of come and go so easily and so quickly now. But I mean, a prime example, I think. And I brought this up to him and I'll bring this up to you too. The promo that you two did for Fan Expo Philadelphia, when you start talking about putting Vegemite on your face to, to meet seals, I I did not get to see that promo until after I met the two of you. I went oh, back right. on your feeds. I didn't know about it before the show because I would have brought it up, but I, I saw it last week for the first time. Oh, good. And... I was when you two come back into frame, I I was hysterical. Like I'm like, who oh, oh, glad you liked who thinks of stuff like this? <laughs> but it's but it's amazing. And I just I, I love how that comes about. It worked too. We had a great crowd in Philly. It was great to see everyone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and you guys interact with the fans so well. Um, but oh, but man. getting if they're gonna if they're gonna hop in a car and some some of them drive hours, you know. They come from states away. Oh my gosh! The least you can do is have a you know have a bit of fun, you know, and, and mm. chat and and some give them some time and attention, you know. That's the least least you can do. But, and of course, it, if they if if, if they're going to tell me how much they appreciate the work of my colleagues and I, well, then of course I'm going to listen and say thanks, you know. And yeah. yeah, but the the love you show for your fans doesn't just extend to the to the con circuit either. I mean, on Instagram, you and Rob, both you're sharing artists, you know, you, you, you shared me, you shared with me some artwork before we even started recording the main body of this podcast. And some of it is amazing, but you share it on Instagram, you share cosplay photos, you share artwork photos. I mean, you can just tell the love that you have for your fans is just is, is amazing. And it's, it's, it's true. Very grateful, very grateful for so many things, but especially to them. Yeah. 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 Red Dead wouldn't be anything without them. You know, it's, you know. Yeah. Um, Going back to Red Dead, was there anything that you kind of did to prepare for the fact that this was a Western? Like, were there any Westerns that you went back and rewatched or or anything like that? 
Sure. Yeah. I was always a huge fan of Westerns. Uh, we were watching them with my dad. He was more John Wayne. I was more Clint Eastwood, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I remember once I found out that I was going to be predominantly p- motion capture the job, I started trying to get into shape you know, because I wanted to do as much of that as I possibly could, you know, uh, it depends on the studio, but, you know, having ownership over your character in a video game is not quite the same as on stage or in a television show, because, you know, more often than not, you can have multiple performers perform the mocap of a role of, of a character. But thankfully, you know, Rockstar is such sticklers to detail. You know, they wanted the same body type for Arthur pretty much all the time. So I'm responsible for apart from the few of the stunts, you know, it's pretty much Arthur is, is me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I was very excited because to be able to do that, because I know that's rare in gaming, you know, oftentimes, like for example, Spider-Man, you've got Yuri Lowenthal doing an amazing job of doing Peter Parker and Spider-Man's voice. And then Naji, who was this amazing parkour guy, he did the mocap for Spider-Man, you know, and, and for a character like Spider-Man, who's got a fully, his face is fully covered when he's in superhero role. I mean, that was, that was feasible to do, you know, mm-hmm. but to be able to, to perform Arthur's scene simultaneously, you know, do the, the facial and the voice and the mocap all simultaneously, it may really wasn't that dissimilar to what it would have been on film. And, uh, and I just loved the, the ability to be able to, to take that ownership, you know, and to take that character on the, the epic journey that was Red Dead 2. And it took a long time. Like I said earlier, the GTA 5 guys were at it three years. Well, we, we ended up being five, five years. Okay. I thought, so, I, yeah, I thought I had four in my mind for, for a particular reason. Yeah, but five makes four to five years. I mean, I, I, yeah, that man, seems like time. that's, that seems like it's normal, though, for a game of that detail. It's getting to be. Yeah, it really is. Um, we didn't expect it to be that long and I don't know if it'll ever will be, I mean, technology has afforded it to be a little bit shorter now, especially a lot of the in-game animations with Mm -hmm. stuff that I'm working on. Now I see a lot of the technological innovations that can shave off a lot of time for in-game stuff. Uh, but when you're doing cutscenes, you know, it's still, it's still pretty time consuming. It's just like, it's just like doing a film or, or a TV show. And, I think with the hours that we put in the can for Red Dead 2, it would be something similar to maybe five or six seasons of a TV show. Wow. It's yeah, that's it. And that's a good investment of time just for, for any kind of one project. The, the, the only thing is with TV, you the pilot airs, you get somewhat of an idea how it's getting received by the yeah. audience. You know, <laughs> yeah, we had no, no idea, idea until it was all done. <laughs> I mean, so and we look, had to trust each other, you know, and and look how it turned out too. like Red Dead Redemption 2 became like, as I mentioned, it's one of the greatest games that I think that's ever been made. One of the most successful games that's that's ever been made still to this day. Gosh, so, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty lucky. That Rockstar it's, um, has a good track record when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, um, sure do. But, yeah. you know, speaking of success, you know, we talk about the, the 2018 Game Awards. Red Dead Redemption 2 is nominated for several awards, including, uh, you know, best performance in for you. You're nominated against, you know, Christopher Judge from from God of War. um, Yuri Lowenthal, who you mentioned from Spider-Man. Yeah, love the guy. Red Dead Redemption 2 ends up winning. Brian Deckhart, Melissa. Yeah, that was a that was a tough year. Yeah, great, great stuff. 
But, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 ends up winning a number of awards that they're nominated for, including you for for best performance. What was it like hearing your name read as the winner of that award? Oh, man, I didn't. I was still (laughs) it was in shock. And then I had to shake Christopher Waltz's hand. You had Christopher Waltz and Rosa Salazar, I think, were your your presenters. I remember sat there and, you know, uh, I'm with my wife and uh, this person just comes up and is like in between, like on a commercial break. And she's like, "Okay, good. I just wanted to check you're still in your chair. I was like, well, yeah, where else would I be? I didn't say that. (laughs) She's like, don't go to the bathroom. Don't go to the bathroom. Whatever you do, don't go to the bathroom for the next couple of minutes. So then I turned to my wife and I says, why, why did she say that? And she's like, I think you're going to win. I'm like, nah, they just probably just want to make sure that the camera's on me when they say my name without the nominees. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm very grateful. I mean, it's, it's nice to be acknowledged for your work. Uh, but I think all the nominees that year were, were spot on and, yeah, it's just, it's really nice to be acknowledged for your work like that. I did not expect that. And of course, I think, I think it's something like 10% of that was, was, was the fans, you know, 10% of that vote was dedicated to the fans. So I'm very grateful to them too, because the game had only been out a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was still relatively new at that time. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's not, and it's not a short game. So I, I, I would assume the majority of people had not really finished it yet at that point. My first playthrough took me like 60, 65 hours. And if you're a casual gamer, that's that that's a, takes you a couple of months, doesn't it? Yeah. So I, I would assume a lot of the people hadn't finished it yet. And the fact that you know I still snagged it was like, wow, thank you so much. Yeah. It's, when you get to games like that, though, like I, I know I've played through all of Red Dead. I've played through Undead Nightmare. I've played through Red Dead 2. And I actually, funny enough, I just caught uh, a sale on Red Dead 2 on Steam. Oh, that so I think good. I, it I looks think so it's so good on PC. I think it's still going too. I think it's going until the 19th. So there's a couple more days and it's 50% off. So it's like 30. It was like $30. I got to do that. I don't have a, a, a PC, a gaming PC yet. Can you believe that? Well, you could still pick it up. And then this way, when you get the gaming PC, you'll have it. Because I'm, I'm a member of BAFTA now. And they, they, and when you remember that you get the vote, they mm. send me Steam codes for everything that's nominated. Because so, so I can play it and you know give it an honest like so I gotta really get one I gotta. Oh, you can always just email me those codes if you never use them. It's fine. Okay, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> tell me how this one is. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> I wanna I wanna switch gears for a minute because anytime I have somebody on, I like talking about other projects that they do too. What can you tell me about Hazardous? Because I, I oh, yeah. saw this was something I think that you're that you've you've worked on recently, and I think you might even be a producer on this, correct? Yeah, we 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 filmed it last summer during COVID. Uh, it's the weirdest circumstance. So uh, I live in Connecticut, as as you know, and and we got we got a dog, and uh, one of the during COVID, you know, and lockdown, and the boys were home, and we were homeschooling, and. Uh, thank God I was able to do some work from, from here, from this very spot. But for the most part, you know, we're all just home. And one of the only few uh, things that we did to, for, to socialize was, you know, going to the dog park. And I, I bumped into a filmmaker there and a guy by the name of Peter Filardi, who wrote the script for the original Flatliners. And mo- more recently, he's uh, he was a showrunner on Chapelweight, starring Adrian Brody that came out on Epics recently. That Stephen King horror adaptation. It's really mm-hmm. good, by the way. 
anyways, we worked on a short film and we put it together last last summer. He did the lion's share of the producing. I, it has to be said. He wrote and directed. And we both produced and I starred in it. And it premieres on the 23rd of this month, May. Um, it's small, not a big thing, but uh, we, we were, we're going to start doing the rounds for, uh, for the film festivals. Uh, we're going to be at Block Island at the beginning of September. And it's, it's about 14, 15 minutes. And it's a thriller. It's about a guy who goes to see a hypnotherapist to quit smoking. And uh, the hypnotherapist uncovers a little bit more than what she was prepared for when he's under. Hmm. That sounds really cool, though. It sounds like it's it, it could it's a very interesting premise, especially with the hypnotherapy, because that's something, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody explore that before in uh, to that degree, at least with the with the thriller. I mean, you've seen it done in comedy. Yeah. But I like don't know if when you're in college, college campuses and whatnot, yeah. and people pretending to be ducks on stage. Or, yeah. yeah. But, you, know, clack, you know, quack or cluck like a chicken. Yeah. And, you know, I remember like that. It may not have been big in over here, but in Europe, uh, there was a middleweight boxer by the name, an Irish fella by the name of Stephen Collins, and him and Chris Eubank, who was a very, very successful middleweight boxer at the time, they had a bit of a rivalry, and Steve, Steve Collins psyched out Eubank into getting him thinking that, he says, I've, t- I've been getting hypnotized every day in preparation for my boxing match with Eubank, and he was be psyching him out. Because in the corner he would be like this, he pretending to be like <laughs> he pretended to be like zoned out, and it he won. But yeah, I there I don't I've never I didn't have much experience in it before, but I I was able to chat to a hypnotherapist about it and do a bit of research, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and it was great during COVID too, because to have some artistic expression during that horrible time. And, yeah. You know, and we obviously kept uh, kept it as safe as possible. It was union endorsed, so you know we we uh, but we crunched that thing out in just a couple of days, and uh, and the community that I live in here in Guildford, really a lot of them really came through for us. So we can't wait to show it. So when you, in addition to producing, are you also acting in the film? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm the bad guy. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Yeah. That, yeah. That's... I'm the fella that, yeah, I'm the bad guy. That's yeah. That's fantastic. And how it, so right now you're going to be doing this, the, the film uh, festival circuit with it. Yeah. Uh, when will it be available for other people to check out? That's a good question. Once we, once we, once we figure out that the submissions are, have ended and that we've mm-hmm. gotten all the ones that we're going to get, then I think we're going to be probably putting it up on the internet then. Okay. Yeah. Great. Cause I'm so hopefully I'd, that should be before the end of the year, before the okay. end of the year, I think. Perfect. I look forward to actually seeing that when that comes out. I think that's oh, going to be a lot you. of fun. And I got one, another one called raw mouth that you'll actually recognize a few red dead actors. in. we did that before COVID upstate New York in the middle of February. And that that's very silly and a lot of fun. You can find that on my YouTube channel. Is it live action or is it live anim- action? Yes. Okay. I'll, yeah. have to, yeah, I'll have to check that out as well. You know, <laughs> you know, one of the things I was talking to Rob about when I was speaking to him and you have the perfect setup to do that now. And I'm going to mention it here because just like Rob's interview or Rob's conversation, I'm going to send this one over to Rockstar, too. I, I want to get a I want Rockstar and Netflix to work together to do an animated Red Dead Redemption. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Series and, you know, bring you back, bring Rob back, bring all the other actors from from both series back, you know, and it's something that can be done as you know, you're doing this from your studio at home right now and something that people can do from home. And 
I think people would like to see it. I would like to see would, a, would an animated think, series. Did, would, would it be a, a, an adaptation of what happens in Red Dead 2 or would it be something new entirely? What do you I, think you would rather see? Yeah, you know what? That's interesting because to do something new entire, entirely. You'd have to keep I, going back in time, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, it, it would have to be in flashback formats because we already know the fates of both of these characters. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. But either way, I, 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 lots of people have spoken about that. And I think it would be. I don't know, though. I don't know. I remember the whole time I was working with Rockstar Games. They always said, you know, we make video games. Mm -hmm. We don't make movies. We don't make TV shows. We make video games. But never say never. Who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, to a degree, I understand what they're talking about. But like you mentioned, you know, with your wife watching you play, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember this or not, but when we spoke at, at Fan Expo, and she's going to love the fact that I'm name dropping her right now. Um, I mentioned my friend Daphne, who is a huge fan of you because she thinks Arthur Morgan is one of the greatest video game characters of all time. She's never played Arthur Morgan. <laughs> she has simply watched her, my wife, her yeah. partner play. My wife barely character. watched it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> And just from watching it. So, I mean, Rockstar makes video games, which is true. They don't make movies. They're very cinematic video. Yeah, games. It, it's yes. basically a 60 hour movie. It, it is in, a very cinematic. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is fair. Yeah, yeah. Even GTA, which is like modern day satire. And Red Dead, who's like the second biggest flagship. That's more of an ode to the Western genre. And they mm -hmm. do it so well. And you can tell they're such cinephiles, you know, like there's a lot of. There's a lot of inspirations from great Western movies in Red Dead 2 and in the first Red Dead as well, for that matter. And you, you can see a lot of that influence being brought, carried across. But yeah, I, 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 just, I just love the fact that they translated the Western film genre into gaming so well, because they did, I think, do, I'm, I'm speaking, I mean, I'm biased, of course, but I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, they did, all, they did all right. Yeah, I mean, from from your perspective, it, it might come across as biased, but I don't think there's you're not speaking anything that's not true. I mean, because, again, I play the games and I've I've bought the game for a second time. I mean, just so I had it on a different system. Enough, I've done that with <laughs> a few of the GTAs, too. Yeah, I did that with GTA five. I bought yeah, it. I yeah. had it for my Xbox and then I got a PS five. And yeah, and, and I didn't buy did the, the PS. I haven't bought the PS five one, but I did buy the PS four one after the xbox 361 yeah yeah so, so you do do you own a ps5 i got one about a year ago yeah nice yeah i, I got following one, I got one on I, day one. I, oh you see so you pre-ordered that yep. was what i should have done because i thought oh i'll just get it after christmas once the rush is over <laughs> like an idiot and yeah like but i finally got one and it was because of uh what's his name waluigi doc some fella yep. on twitter uh he he tells you whenever a store has it in stock yeah, it, does it seems to be getting a, yeah. a little bit easier. Yeah, I, well, but I mean, even when you pre-ordered, you weren't guaranteed because of how the popularity of the new system, you weren't guaranteed to even get it with the pre-order. I know some people didn't get their pre-orders till like six months after release. Yeah. And I just remember cool. like I pre-ordered mine on Amazon. And when the day of release came up, I was like, all right, we're going to see if I get that email that says your item is shipped. And like two days before the release, I got that email saying my you my PS5 shipped. I was like, yes, I'm getting a day one. Uh, I'm gonna love it. And I don't think 
I've always been the kind of person who plays like I, I don't believe in the console wars. I give everything. No. Yeah. I, what's come on? They're all they're both great. Yeah. I own an Xbox. I own a switch. I own the PS5. I don't have the, the new Xbox yet. Um, Me neither. But once Bethesda announced what they're finally doing, I'm going to have to get one as well because it's probably going to be exclusive now. You know, probably. What... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I think Bethesda, what Elder Scrolls, I think is. And Fallout. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, Fallout. Yeah, I, I'm hearing a lot of chatter about Elder Scrolls Six. So I know, and the, oh, it's really they're they yeah, they're great too. They're awesome. So, other than the Red Dead games and anything by Rockstar, what kind of games are you into right now? I love story driven action stuff. You know, although I find that as I get older, I I I I'm just getting worse. I'm getting <laughs> I'm becoming a worse gamer. So I don't have the time to put in what is necessary in order to be skilled at half of these games, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm very, very much motivated by a good story, great graphics, fun gameplay, but uh, I'm becoming a bit of a noob at things, you know, I'm just getting a little too like, oh, this is too hard. You know, these 10 year olds, they get to play it all day and I can't compete against that, you know? And I- <laughs> that's, that's how I felt about, because I mean, I've been a gamer for for most of my life, and I always felt like I was maybe not good enough to compete, but like I'm good enough to play and enjoy it. And I was then, a demon in Street Fighter too. Still am. Oh, Mortal Kombat, yeah, and Street Fighter. I was always good at those oh. games too. But then I tried Fortnite, and I'm like, I don't know what what the hell I'm doing. Like, yeah. I'm, I feel yeah. like I. That's when I started to get the same feeling. I'm like, I'm Call of Duty, no way. Call of Duty, forget it. <laughs> oh, see, I played I played Call of Duty. I felt that way about Halo. Oh, I was yeah? like, I don't know what I'm what I'm doing. But yeah. I know right now, if, if you haven't played it yet and you're into those storyline driven story the games, I just started the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I heard that's fun. And it's it's fantastic. I haven't tried it yet. I loved Ghost of Tsushima. I heard I love, that's really good. I heard last I loved Last of Us. Last I really of enjoyed Sifu recently. Uh I'm, I'm for the reasons that I stated earlier, I'm a little scared to try Elden Ring, but I enjoy watching people who know what they're doing play Elden Ring. I'm I very enjoy. intimidated by Elden Ring as well. I haven't played it yet. And for the same reason, I'm just like, I at people that I know who are good at games have said how difficult that game can yeah. be. I've tried. I've tried. I got I tried Bloodborne. I tried Dark Souls 3. I tried Demon Souls. No, it's not working. <laughs> I know I'm on the still on the second boss on most of those games. I can't can't. Yeah. Have you played horizon at all? Yeah. 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 I didn't play the first one, but I'm playing the second one at the moment. Oh, see, I I beat the first one. I haven't played the second one yet. Oh, second one's fun. Second one's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's that's going to be probably the next game on my list after I finish with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So back um, in the day, remember when you used to say, oh, I'll loan it to you. I'll just loan it to you. You can have I'll give you a copy. You can have my copy. Not now anymore. I have to give you my PlayStation if I want to yeah. load it to you. <laughs> That's what they know. That's what they do. These hard copies, man. You know, we should lament the, the their departure a little bit more than what we are, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I know, still, I own a couple games hard copy, but for the most part, most of my library is digital. Yeah, and I think that's that's the trend that's seeming to be happening with everyone now because it's just easier. You yeah, know? it's easier to download it instead of going to the store. And yeah, and Sony, I know Sony makes it easy too because you can download a couple days before the game even releases. Hell, so, I can order it on my phone if I have the app on my phone. Yep. I can I can buy it on my phone and it'll be downloaded in time when I get home. Yeah. 
pretty I mean, good. So, you know, so when those games come out, like the day of release, you know, PlayStation will download it to your console like a day or two before the game releases, and then yeah. it just unlocks at midnight and you can start playing. And then 15 years from now, when they discontinue all the PS5 games, like they just recently did for the PS3, we're going to be stuck with our genitals in our hand. <laughs> well, that's the way it was before gaming. So it's just a full circle, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in addition to, uh, you know, the, the series that you mentioned on YouTube and Hazardous, what else have you got going on in the future that you can talk about? What else is coming up? So. Uh, uh, there's a couple of games I can talk about and some I can't, but we're very excited. Uh, me and Troy Baker are working on one right now at the moment. It's called that's Fort a, Solace. That's a good name to be working with. Yeah, it's been, a, I mean, it's, he's one of the best in the business. It's been a real joy working with him and getting to know him as a friend. And so what we're doing is like, I, I don't say too much, but it's it's set on Mars and it's a thriller. And I think people's going to knock people's socks off. I'm already sold on Mars and Thriller. Yeah, it's pretty scary at points. And then uh, and then there's a few others I can't talk about. But then there's this little there's this wonderful, charming little child's game that's going to be coming out uh, across the board by a, a, an indie studio in Wales called Thrag House. And that's uh, it's a game called Lunavon. And I'm playing an Irish rabbit in that. So it's a bit of a departure from Arthur. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's fantastic. I'm so glad that we're going to be hearing your voice more in games and anything to the detail of I mean you and you don't have to mention the games obviously or what they are but anything to the detail of what Red Dead was in the fact like like of all the motion capture and 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 such. Uh Fort Solace, I don't think the size is going to be comparable to Red Dead 2, but I think the 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 graphics and what have you will be superior. Oh, wow. I think, it, okay. I think it'll be a shorter game, but I think it's going to knock people's socks off. That's amazing. I can't wait. This new stuff that I've been seeing from Unreal 5 Engine. My gosh. It's so I don't know if you had a diving back into the gaming, but that that Matrix. Yeah, that, that Matrix demo that they released was, amazing. was unreal. And to see what some when Unreal put it out there for developers to play with seeing some of the stuff that people have come up with using yeah. that unreal five engine. I mean, there's, there's some developer out there that made a Superman game using unreal five. And it's, it blew I, me I away. Saw, I saw that too. Everybody's waiting for a Superman game, but been the reason why years. we, we haven't seen one. Cause it's pretty hard. You know, yeah. how do you do open world Superman? Cause he can go wherever the hell he wants and he pretty can destroy much. buildings and you know, it's hard. It's I could under, I understand the difficulty in making an open world Superman game, but we we will it it will come. I'm sure it's going to come soon. Well, not I, maybe not soon, but it will come. And when it does, oh, I hope so because I'm I'm one of those people that's just I I love Superman, so I'm like I need to play, I need to play that game. My gosh, just swinging through New York as Spider Man the last couple of years has been so joyful. I so can't wait for it. that second game. Oh yeah, I with really Venom, can't. yeah. <laughs> um uh roger i mentioned your instagram i want to encourage people to go and follow you there what's your your instagram handle for people to follow you rolling rog i'm rolling rog i always forget whether there's a g uh oh, whether it's rolling or rolling yeah it's got real no, it's got a g <laughs> rolling rog yeah and you can find me on twitter at rclark98 and uh i uh I also have a YouTube channel and that's where you can find one of my other short films. If you want to check it out, you just type Roger Clark actor on YouTube. You should be able to find it. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. 
do you mind giving us a little Arthur before we, we sure. wrap this up? What the hell you want to hear, Ben? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on, check out my YouTube. I don't know what the hell that is, but you know, I, I, I get, a, I, I'm told that people enjoy it somewhat. So <clears throat> it's all right. Just a little tickle in my throat. I'm fine. I'm fine. Really? I'm fine. That was perfect. Uh, no spoilers for people who haven't played Red Dead no, Redemption 2. Yet. No, no, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers for anybody who hasn't played it. But if you haven't played it, I encourage you to go and play it. I encourage you to go check out Roger's Instagram and YouTube and follow him. Uh, Roger, thank you so much for for accepting my invitation to my come pleasure, on. Man. Um, I know you've got Fan Expo Denver coming up uh, a little bit shortly later. I know yep. you've got this this show in uh, Lithuania that you're going to be doing with, Ro- That's with right, Rob. Yeah, May 21st and 22nd. And then we're doing a charity thing in Orlando for GCX. Uh, we're raising money for St. Jude's, and that's June. Bear with me. <laughs> that's uh, two days. Uh, that's June 11th and 12th. Which is fantastic raising money for, for St. Jude's. That's yeah, it is. Yeah. We were able to raise for Halloween last year. We did a little thing for them too. We did an audio, a horror audio book and we were able to raise a a couple grand too. Is that available to still hear? Uh, I took it off sale now, but come next Halloween, we might relaunch it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great to hear. And I think you guys are, I think Rob told me you guys are doing Dragon Con too, right? Yeah, no, I think so. We'll see. We'll see. Nothing signed yet. So okay. I don't want to commit, but yeah, right. we'll see. I well, think so. That's a big one. We've never it, been to that one before. It's a huge show. It's five days and it's just nonstop. It's like, and it's a quote goes, it, it's several hotels, isn't it? It's yeah. multiple hotels. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and because it's in the hotels where people are staying, that the party just doesn't end. So you've been warned. <laughs> uh, but Roger, again, thank you so much for doing this and, and coming on and accepting my invite and having this conversation with me. My pleasure, Ben. So uh, to everybody out there listening in Wilhelm world, thank you, of course, for the support. Uh, and we'll catch you on another episode of Wilhelm. See ya. All right, then I'll catch you later. Later.